Good evening. Hello there. Hey. How are we tonight? Good, good, good. How are you, yeah. man? Or today. Ah, oh, good. Better than last week, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that was rough. Good, <laughs> good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, uh, next day, after we recorded, was like the day that I woke up and I was like, Mm-hmm. Back I'm to myself back. again. Yeah. I'm back, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's feeling great. Feeling great. Been a good week. Been a good week. Good. Excellent. What are you guys? Nick, what's up? Yeah, man. It has been a good week. Everything's very busy. So right now I'm here. And that's what I'm focusing <laughs> on. <laughs> Everything's good, though. Everything's very good. That's all we can do. Yep. That's all yep. we can do. Yes, Focus on the current moment. Yep. Yep. And Mr. Loman? Hey, uh... Good, uh, good week. Actually, on uh, last Thursday, I actually did something that I've never done before. Well, I'd sort of done, but I, I, uh, it was different. Um, actually, two actually two things happened last week. I'll mention three. <laughs> <laughs> three things happened. Two things happened last week. I'll <laughs> tell you about three. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Um, so f- first of all, I did a I, I did a quick little uh, shoot. Well, it was just a little recording session for uh, this company called Supro. Amps. Okay. They're making Ooh. a line of pedals. All right. And oh, wow. uh, so I was actually invited to come and play some like riffs and like arena rock shred stuff through this Sweet. pedal. But the video will not feature me visually. It'll just be like the, fe- the pedal and you'll just hear a recording of me playing. That's, that's probably for the best. Sure. I agree. I agree. Well, it was nice because I didn't have to like worry about what I was wearing or showering. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You got to let us know whenever that comes out. Yeah. Man. Oh, believe me, I will. So that, that was cool. <laughs> um, and I got paid in pedals. <laughs> oh, are you? So, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even better. Um, yeah. So when that, when that comes, I'll show it to you as well. Um, so Supro is like a vintage amp company. What kind of pedals are they making? So, well, actually, yes, they're making a new line of pedals. The one that I tried was an Overdrive. Yeah. Um, there's another one that's uh, a chorus that's going to be coming out. Uh, yeah, but Supro is a vintage amp company. However, the company that owns Supro now also owns Pigtronics pedals. Okay. And yeah. D'Angelico guitars. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, the connection. So um, that was cool. And then on Thursday, I actually did a, uh, this time I actually did do a photo shoot. Just mm. because, uh, it was, this was with, uh, with a friend of mine. Did you shower? Um, I did shower for this. Okay. Um, yep. yeah, thank you. And uh, that's, that's a pro up. level move. He's right growing there. up. <laughs> but it was cool. I, I brought some guitars. I just kind of I wanted to get some PR stuff. It's, it's strange to be like that's what you gotta you know no. kind of do sometimes. You gotta I never, update, your, I, update your pictures. I never done a photo shoot by myself. I've done band shoots many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that hard to believe, Greg Loman, that you'd never. Had a photo shoot. Then it was he just shared publicly. Solely. Is implied. Oh, yeah. oh there's been yeah, private ones. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> no, no, uh, He's got a room for those pictures. <laughs> yes, exactly. I call it the trophy room. Yeah, the trophy. Room. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, this was. It, yeah. That's right. So it was, it was. It was fun though because you know this is again with a, this is with a friend of mine whose work I'm always like. The reason why I wanted to do it was not because. I felt like I needed to do a photo shoot, but more the more that I just really respected my buddy's work, and I was like, I would like to get some pictures that look like. I want to see what you do with with this mug, Larry. Yeah. Point. 
No, not Larry <laughs> Flint. <No. laughs> not Hugh Hefner. No. Um, but no, his name is uh, Carlos Gonzalez, the 1.8, and uh, he did a really great job. He, he's actually um, shot all kinds of great musicians and uh, different uh, athletes. Oh, great. He, he does shoots for like for Rolling Stone and for ESPN and just has a great sense of light and stuff. So I'm picking out my my favorites now. It's a fun little process, you know. Has he sent you nice. so he sent you over like the whole shoot? Yeah, for pretty much. Yeah, nice. yeah. So I'm picking That's I'm, awesome, I'm dude. doing my selects. But you know, it's it, it, he he's he it's there's an art to to photography, obviously. And totally. uh, you know, the people oh, who have so it, much. He actually shot a lot of uh Run the Jewels. Um, oh wow! So yeah, he runs nice. around with them and Thundercat. He has actually a nice. funny story about a Thundercat photo that he he was like it was a little fishy with the licenses. They're like, we're just going to use it for some basic PR, and then they put it on like the Times Square. <laughs> yeah, like, this no is board. at the Supreme Court. So anyway, um, so it was pretty. Uh, it was an interesting day, and then finally, uh, the Red Not Chili Peppers. We played a we game. There they are. There they are. They came before the intro. Thank goodness. Yes. Uh, We played in Encinitas, which is just north of San Diego at a place called the Belly Up Tavern. Sold out show. Real fun. fun, man. Real fun. Just a long day, though. So, you know, you got to get down there. Sure. Sure. They make you sound check at two, but you don't play till ten thirty. Talk about oh. you know we, we we're used to it. You know, like I busted out my laptop; it was automatically on the Wi-Fi just because it remembered. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, that's, all right. that's that's how you know you've been touring for a couple yeah. years. Oh yeah, when the venue's yeah. Wi-Fi is stored in yeah. your computer, <laughs> that happens about half the time now. Wow. But it's but so I just kind of yeah I brought my laptop and I was just like I'll just work backstage all day. You know, sure. nice. Order some more mahi mahi tacos and <laughs> pictures of uh, you know IPAs. Um, but anyway, no, it was so it was a fun day. But nice. uh, I leave tomorrow for the East Coast, so it's gonna be yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just doing a bunch of stuff. So I'll talk. That's about where that we next are. Week. Cool. Yeah, it sure is. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm and he's playing the guys, Stinking so. State Theater down in Virginia again, but it's on a Thursday. A Thursday. Uh, there's a, there's a festival in Manassas. I know that's still not very close to you guys, but. Uh, that's looking likely in like the second half of August. Okay. Just All right. Also, Harrisburg. Harrisburg might be more doable. Much Harrisburg, less traffic. Brooklyn, Bro- Brooklyn Bowl, Philly. Brooklyn Bowl, Brooklyn. Ooh. Uh, nice. Uh, those, oh, those and there, I saw the darkness there. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Um, That's where I lost my hearing. Oh, That's great. I'll be careful then. <laughs> um, so, anyway, yeah, lots to talk about. In nice months to come. So well, thank awesome. you, sir. Yes, awesome. sir. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. And we're about to keep up the good work here with this episode that we're about to throw in your face. This mm-hmm. is one ninety coming at you, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the intro to said show one hundred ninety <laughs> that I'm about to click Best on right setup n- ever right ever now. Yes, that's right. You are tuned into You Should Check It Out. This is episode 190 Ooh. coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. Mm. Happy to be with you. Hope that all is well in your corner of the world. Mm-hmm. We're glad to be with you. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. Nick is leading things off with a long overdue story. Mm. He was uh, 
uh, chatting with ChatGPT to try to get a, a summary of the story. And then, you know, ChatGPT required a pro membership and then wouldn't let him have it. And there's all kinds of things. And then we talked about another band last week. Yeah. Humphreys McGee. Humphreys McGee. McGee. I, just, had to, I yeah. just talked about that one. It wasn't um, entirely because ChatGPT was down, but I did want to make that part of it. But now I'm just going to talk about this white paper. I was trying to give you an out. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate but, it. Uh, blame it on the technology. Honestly, yeah. the album, the album just could, I couldn't, I'd been listening to it so much I had to talk about it. Fair enough. Yeah. Greg will be following him up with a uh, one of one of our favorite Greg bits, mm-hmm. which I will not yeah. allude to, but he's got some fine choice selections that he's going to be sharing with us tonight. And I'm going to be rounding things off, um, talking about a new, al- well, not a new album, an album that came out last year that I completely missed. And uh, talking about uh, some other stuff on top of that. So, what more could you ask for? Are you salivating? Yes. What more could you want? There it is. There it Are is. you not entertained? <laughs> Folks. I don't know. Just not let yet. us know. <laughs> Rate a review. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Klein, yeah. please take the microphone away from I, me. I've please. got it. I've got it, buddy. I've got it. Let's, why don't we, let's do some music. That sounds like a great album. idea. New album just came out. This is by, and we went through this ahead of the, ahead of the show, Eve Toomer. Did I do that all right? Eve Toomer? I think so. Jay, Jay wanted me to say Eve to more. <laughs> Not with the lilt, just Eve to more. I, I like, we don't have to go full French. Like Greg was originally saying, Eve mm-hmm. to more. But I like putting the accent on the second part of the tumor word. Okay. Eve yeah. to more. Tumor. Eve tumor. Eve tumor. Eve tumor. Hey, you know Eve tumor? It's from the album... Praise a Lord who choose, but which does not consume. It's an interesting title. Yeah. This is Fear Evil Like Fire. Is a cool album. I like that. That whole album has a very cool arc to it. It's it's really a good listen. Nice. Uh, it's a great, just great getting through the day album. It's, it's cool. You know anything about that guy? Um, they are from uh, Miami, Florida, uh, but live, I think, now in in Italy. There's They've had a couple albums um, and a d- decent sound. More electronic, I think, early on. Um, this one seemed to, I heard a lot of TV on the radio. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Which I liked. 
but 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 a unique sound nonetheless. So it's not derivative. Um, very cool though. Nice. Uh, so, no, I don't know a ton though. What about Block Party? Yeah. 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 Good pull. I kind of. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not really my scene. Uh, but but I like this. Uh, this is good. Yeah. It, 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 I, I. That's not. I don't. I don't love Block Party. But this this album actually it it, it moves like the, the songs are also very different sounding that, yeah. across across the album. So there's cool. some like heavier noisy ones that kind of have like some nine inch nails nine inch nails sound to it or some Reznor, mm-hmm. um, which I think you could hear a little bit in there. Um, but then, but then it kind of yeah, he starts to get a little bit yelly. It sounds like TV on the radio, but very cool. There's a song that really sounds like a Bowie song, uh, David Bowie song. Which right is, on. Yeah, it's a cool album. Check it out. We'll do, but gentlemen. Yes. yes, I would like your attention for a couple minutes so I can tell you about this white paper that I read. You got it. Okay. Is that cool? Is that cool? Yeah. You have my <laughs> undivided attention. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean white paper? White, a research paper put out by this a organization. Jay. Mm. <laughs> no. Uh, it, it's by uh, Meredith Rose. Oh, did I have uh, that wrong? Sorry. Who is with... <laughs> is she white? I, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It really does not at all. Okay. She's with an organization called Public Knowledge. Okay. And her, art, her white paper that she wrote is called Streaming in the Dark, where music listeners' money goes and doesn't. And it's incredibly... Jay, you actually you said you read this. I did. Is, is I that, did. You did when I was in my fever dream last week. But then I went back and reread it. Kind of, I skimmed it. I skimmed it. But I, I think I got a it's pretty like good thirty feel pages. For it. yeah. It's not. It's not a crazy long paper. It's not. It's uh, not. And, but it and gets some pages in, are like th- seven eighths footnotes and like a paragraph at the top. <laughs> yes, yes. But it is dense, and it's it's on stuff that I don't really understand. I'm just on the edge of understanding. You know, to be absolutely okay. frank, I, we talk about this stuff a lot copyright issues mm-hmm. but when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it you know i was learning stuff in this paper that i didn't know before and yeah. it's so it was it was a dense read but i'll try my best to the, stick with you well i'm, I'm not going to get too deep into it i mean there's a couple points that i think she does throughout it that i that i found uh really compelling the first thing she does is she she follows the money I, i'm sorry to, to just, the best of her ability just before we get into it like what's the what's the kind of overall gist of the paper like what was what was she trying to accomplish with the paper the basically it's music streaming is messy it's broken it is anti-competitive and inequitable and everything is veiled in secrecy so we don't know how we don't know why musicians aren't getting paid or what they're getting paid right we know that talk to each artists other. aren't getting paid crap because everyone's complaining about it but we don't know why that is and we don't know where the how we don't know how to follow absolutely the right it, it, and, and that's basically the point she makes. She, she opens it up by saying, we know because uh, these, in, these streaming services report their earnings that in 2021, they earned about $12 billion in revenue. Okay. And we know because of a UK lawsuit that about eight, eight and a half billion of that went to rights holders of these, of, of these, of these songs. So there's about okay. three and a half, four billion dollars that stayed with the streaming industry, the rest went to rights holders. But how much of that actually got distributed to artists? Right, because rights, rights holders are not the artists necessarily. No, right, they are not the artists. They're not the artists. They're rarely the artists. Rarely, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's. Yeah, seventy percent of of all that money is the big three, right? Is Sony, Universal, and and uh, what's the other one? 
Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so 70% of the industry are these three or these three companies. She gets into all the different ways that distribution has, has occurred and, and the reason why certain distribution deals um, are, are the way they are. All of the things that she's uncovering basically comes out because of lawsuits that have come up. Um, there, was a, there was a lawsuit in 2012 from, with Lady Gaga where she actually was getting paid n- not, nothing. Right, Like her, right. her record label specifically had in, in it that that her per song, like her per song, here would be her streaming rate, but because her label sold her entire catalog, the catalog was not was not um, attributed like a streaming rate, so she got zero, zero streaming rate for for the for her entire catalog of work wow. because they didn't individually like uh, option the songs oh, or license uh, the songs rather. But but her point in addition to that being incredibly unfair, is that we would have never known that had it not been yes. for a lawsuit that, through discovery, forced that to come to light. Which is the only way we know anything about any of these things. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it basically goes through, like, every place, like, how it got there and why it's messed up. But, but basically what it comes down to is that you've got three monopolies— and absolutely everybody is under NDA for everything. Hmm. Like, nobody can disclose— anything about their deal so there's no ability for artists to compare to see if my deal is as good as your deal hmm. and and it's it's just a hot mess and and then basically she presents like a list of here's all the things that that you can do uh, or that could be done that may start to address this issue which entirely comes down to legislation like in re- and, and, and and regulation of this entire industry but yeah I wanted to get your what, what, what were your what were your thoughts what was so what was so dense about it um, well because she goes into at the beginning, she's talking about rights holders and how mm-hmm. thorny an issue that is um, to even be able to define who should be receiving payments and and how that gets distributed. And it really quickly goes into like, well, you have, you know, for a given song, you have the, the publishing deal, you have the, the copyright of the, the, mecha- the mechanical rights. Mm-hmm. And you just have all these things, and it just turns into this like mind sludge. Like I can't the even things that you're trying to keep track of in your head. Right, get right. Too, I get can't to be too much. You know, and it's just it's just different slices of the pie. And I think most of those slices of the pie are all held by the big three. And and you know what it really comes down to is at the end of the day is like how those how those big threes divide their spoils down to their artists, and that's the that's the whole point of the article that or the paper that she's she's making is that there's no way to tell and so Mm -hmm. some artists are obviously doing fine and that's like the top one percent of artists and then the rest are left to kind of cross their fingers and hope for the best Mm -hmm. you know and there's just no way to there's no way for even those you know a mid-tier artist to even say hey i'm not doing as well as this other mid-tier artist because there's no way there's no transparency whatsoever you know, yeah. So the whole thing just seemed yeah. very frustrating, and I, you know, I, <clears throat> I can't even imagine trying to raise a fuss in that industry. You know, I, I'm luckily yeah. not in that industry, so I don't know. The, the, she makes a point um, when she's kind of diagnosing what we can do or, or providing suggestions on what we can do. Um, the first one is basically lift the veil of the NDA um, because that that makes it impossible to compare and see if it is fair. The second one is. It's titled "Standing Regulation for the Marketplace," but I wrote this. This industry is inherently monopolistic 
because she makes the point that, that the Department of Justice learned a crucial lesson in 1941 and has stood by that lesson since. The music marketplace naturally tends towards consolidation, collusion, and anti-competitive behavior. behavior. It's not a critique of the industry's business choices. Rather, it is the natural economic equilibrium of an industry where each player holds an exclusive monopoly in a non-fungible product. An exclusive that sentence, monopoly in monopoly. a non-fungible product. Explain because that for you can't, me. Yes. So the, the, the non-fungible being you can't fake a Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott song, right? She is... The art right, of that you either song. have like, the Missy Elliott song or you don't have that. Right, it cannot be replicated and and hold its value. You can't make not, a generic Missy Elliott song. Well, you right. can, you but it doesn't do, have any where near the value of a. Missy it doesn't Elliott. have anywhere near the value, and it's not going to have the resonance with the audience. It's not going to uh, anything. So that's what makes it non non fungible. Okay. Yeah, it can't be. It can't be duplicated. I, I think that's non fungible. Thanks, Jay. I'm going to go ahead and do this real quick. Nah, screw it. No, I think that explanation (laughs) holds water. And she and she goes into that in the paper on how and it's because okay, so if I go to Aldi, I can get a can of green beans that has the Aldi or you know, Aldi's generic logo on it. Mm -hmm. Or I can get the Hunt's black beans. Mm -hmm. You know, and one is one eighty five and the Aldi one is eighty five cents, right? Right. And they're both black beans. And you might have a favor of one or the other, but they're still black beans. And you can make a choice based on what mm-hmm. you want. But if you go mm-hmm. to the marketplace of the, of the music industry, you can either have the Missy Elliott song or you can listen to some other artist, right? You can't have like the generic Missy Elliott song is the point. Right. It, it, yeah, it is, it is entirely exclusive to the artist. Right. Like that is what you're, that's mm-hmm. the product, the artist's output. And because of um, that lends itself, that industry lends itself towards monopolistic practices. Is that the point? The, that's the curious thing, the natural economic equilibrium of an industry. So what tends to happen in an industry where, where each player has an exclusive monopoly in their product is left to its own in an economic system. This become, this consolidates into larger powers, uh, into smaller, you know, um, a smaller number of organizations that hold most of the power. Um, so, the distribution channels, um, the opportunities to corner markets, the opportunities to get kickbacks or or incentivize. Um, she makes a point at one at one point within the white paper that there's no, it's not a coincidence, but it can be proven statistically that um, you can pay as much as you want for promotional placement, but if you're not within the three the top three big um, um, Sony, Universal, and Warner, uh, you're not getting you're not getting like front page promotion on these streaming services. Right. Um, that that they're they're pushing the three big ones. Um, why we don't know. We can't tell. We have no idea. But you can. There's no. There's no way to compete unless you're part of the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really gets. I mean, it gets in the weeds on all of those things. But I just thought it was all the things we wonder about uh, as far as can we find this? Can we not find this? What you know? It, it kind of here's like all the answers of what you actually can and cannot know right now right. on the state of the music industry as it is today. With the exception of court cases that pop up, where discovery reveals some nuanced detail of some contract that right. hadn't been considered, and yet. so and she's like, pushing for legislation or at least congressional she, inquiry. She's into basically this. saying, basically saying it's time. It's it's been a long time. This industry does this. We've got an entirely new medium, uh, streaming services that 
has been scooped up by uh, by these large organizations. Um, the artists are suffering from it because they're not getting paid fairly, um, and, and there's there's more money than there's ever been in the music industry. Yet it's 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 harder. They're, they're not raking it in like they used to. Yeah, that um, was another interesting point. Was that I, she made the point that you know like as Greg has mentioned a couple times on the podcast that like the '90s were like this heyday for the music industry because. Everyone was buying CDs at like these outrageous prices, and the mm-hmm. CDs cost nothing for the music industry to right to yeah, create. Higher, even though they were higher quality than the cassettes that came before it, right? They, they were right. cheaper to make, so they were making money hand over fist. And everyone kind of thought that the music industry just took a nosedive post Napster, but that's not necessarily true. Is that it's was that come a back quite reason? a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's entirely rebounded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's better than it's ever been. Right, um, right. So just not for the artists. <laughs> it's just not for the artists, though. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's about, so it was, it was a very cool article. Yeah. Um, and and I just wanted to I just wanted to bring it up, point to it. I actually found she did a show, um, and and I, we rarely do this, but there's a there's another podcast called Money for Nothing. There are other podcasts. She, they out there? interviewed her. There are other podcasts mm. out there. I hadn't found this, no but kidding. I actually just searched to see if she talked mm. to anybody. Because that was, I was like, man, I wonder if she's talking to anybody. Maybe we can get her on. <laughs> um, I already found it, her LinkedIn profile. Nice. It's fantastic. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good episode. So, um, so maybe give that a listen because she really does get into, she gets into like the disputes between what essentially was the musicians' union um, that had formed, uh, and then the broadcasters' union back in like the '40s, um, and and how that created like a, the the divergence of BMI and ASCAP. And, and, and how that affected music wow. and, and, and the regulation that came after it. And it's, it's just, it's fantastic. I'd love to know more about the history of that because I know nothing about those organizations or how even they became yeah. ASCAP slash BMI now. Right, right. That's cool. So anyway, that is that is what I got. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for the yeah. update on that. It, it was a fascinating read. I'm still digesting it, but uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. So thanks for bringing it to the light. Appreciate it. it. It was interesting because it, it, it honestly, it, to a point, it just got me thinking like, this is, I mean, without regulation, like this, I can, I can kind of see what she, her, her bigger point that you either have to have regulation or this just happens. Like music as an industry or, or creative expression as a monetized, like to monetize that in this economic system, this it's is what happens. what happens. Yeah. This is what happens which is kind of a fascinating concept. All right. Well, we'll cool see stuff. if there's any yeah. will on the part of our legislators or our fantastic congressional system to, uh, to weigh into that battle. Um, I'm not holding my breath on that, but uh, we'll see, right? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on to, to rosier things. Uh, Mr. Lohman, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Listen, I'm just, I'm just going to dive right into the, uh, the fun. Ooh. Yeah. I like fun. We haven't done this in a while. Jay, you got you got you got the theme song for this pulled up by any chance? Do I have the theme song for this pulled up? Yes. Let's let's have let's listen to some bangers and mashups. Oh! Oh! Bangers and mashups. (laughs) Bangers and mashups. 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 All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is bangers and mashups oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, this is no, this is number 6. Are you serious? The sixth? 
Yeah, because <laughs> I actually sent a suggestion or two. Are you serious? I used to, I, you, he was... <laughs> you got was loud. That last one was loud. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I sent Jay a couple of clips, as I do. I do. You do. Uh, I do. <laughs> but uh, I don't tell Nick. Now, the reason uh, Jay needs to know, because he has to pull the clips and pull them you know, into our arsenal of audio. So I'm ready to go. The show. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like to tell Nick because I, I it's it's nice to have some element of surprise and some mm-hmm. yeah some real because these okay so these bangers slash mashups are basically two songs that we, we probably know put together by usually by someone named DJ Cummerbund mm-hmm. who is quite oh, I thought this was like an Alfie Smithy bit. All right. Let's let's start with um, Jay. Can, can you can you play? Um, it was the second one I I, I sent you. All right, what do we I got? absolutely can't, right. Greg. This is my favorite <laughs> one. You could have you could have started and ended with this one, and you would be oh, fine really? in my book. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, let, 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 let's hear let's hear this one and, and uh, Nick. Let's see if you can guess the two songs. Okay. Here we go. Taylor Swift. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think there's some other stuff that comes in. Yeah, I've heard this. This is great. <laughs> I love how the chorus works so well. Whenever you start bringing in the whiny emo singers, I'm like, ah, I'm punching out. But that was pretty good, right? Oh my god! <laughs> what does he? What does he call that? The anti-hero that I get. The anti-hero <laughs> hero that I get. <laughs> it's anti-hero, and that's the impression. I love that how he has. This is later on in the song, but he always works in a Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, somewhere in there, and it works <laughs> yeah, so right, well right, with right. all the muddy, muddy boss tones. Like, yeah! oh yeah, great, yeah, exactly. great. Oh uh, man, well, I got two more for you guys. Artistry, okay. um, artistry is what we're like. What, yes, what we're yes, listening yes. to tonight, boys. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Now, DJ Cumberbund does a great job. Also, love the uh, the Dave Grohl jumping in there. He's <laughs> ordinary. <laughs> All right, um, and somehow they see, made him say, "There goes my anti-hero." Right, right. Yeah, there I, goes my, there goes my <laughs> anti-hero. It's ordinary. <laughs> All right, anyway, brilliant. Um, so this one will, I guess, this one might be a little shorter. Yeah, is it actually a short clip? It, it's a shorter clip, but it's it's you you'll get it's, you'll it, get it, the feel it, for it. it yeah. There's some girth to it. Oh okay. yeah. All, All right, right, here we go. <laughs> Oh, 
staying alive no it's uh, not dun, 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 that's dun. the way i like it there you go yeah, he's <laughs> tasty in the sunshine and holy diver holy diver. yeah oh man exactly that one is called i don't, I don't you shared a short so i don't know if it's a work yeah, in progress maybe, maybe that that one might not have a name yet yeah. maybe we should okay. maybe we need, that's the way i holy diver <laughs> that's the way i, I die Holy, yeah, he's better. We'll leave it to the masters. That's the holy yes, diver. Yes, That's yes. the holy diver. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I, I, I do love. It. It's always interesting to me too how sonically it works, and you realize that like these cl- these great vocal tracks, oh, an like, isolated could, Ronnie James Dio vocal. There's nothing better than that. Come on. I mean, you can't like. Yeah. There's not. There's no band you could. Put that in. It's non fungible. It's non fungible. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Nick. Perfect. Yeah. What? No, re- yeah. no generic Ronnie James Dio. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can, no. no substitute. Exactly. It just has that that pepper. You know? <laughs> it, has a, it just kind of it just sits in a mix. Although I will point. say, the, the one, there is a close substitute. Have you ever seen Jack Black do Holy Diver? On Jimmy oh, Fallon with yes. the roots. Yeah, that's oh, true. God. That's pretty yeah. close. Yes. So was that also DJ Cumberbund? It was. Yeah. Are we three for three? Oh, it's, it's three for three tonight. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I had brought I had one I had brought one other one in and Jay was like, Hey bro, I hate to tell you, I think you already used that one. <clears throat> I was like, What? <laughs> oh no. But and he went I back and little, checked me too. It wasn't because I, I wanted to know uh, what if I had used the other ones. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 I've lost track. Um, <laughs> Need a spreadsheet. But I will say yeah, the, the replacement you found, Craig, is oh, good. probably one of his best. I mean, this is right. this one is really really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, this will be the final uh, mashup, which Can happens to be a banger. Mm-hmm. Hence, concluding bangers and mashups. Right. See which artists you can recognize from this one. Yes. So crazy right now. DJ Right. 
It even has the right now. Yeah. Come together right now. This is crazy right now. Yep. At the same time. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, man. Come on. Man. That's a banger. Pull a surprise yeah. next year. Gee, <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. That should win a Grammy. Seriously. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he, he's won uh, an MTV Music Award. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he, this past year he did. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, they, it's like a new mashup category. Excellent. And he ended up getting nominated, going there, and winning. Yep. Yeah. My man. So he's getting some some due. My man. You know, this is great. That's amazing. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was, one is, that was fun. That was, I, there's Beyonce in there, right? Yes, so it's Beyonce and Jay-Z, Crazy in Love. Yeah. With the Beatles. Come together. Come together, yeah, yeah. And there's some Yoko Ono singing. (laughs) He's always throwing some other stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, he really does toss in a lot of other Mm -hmm. peppers it in. And you got to watch the video, too, because he, he does a video mashup, too. Right. And, like, he syncs the, uh, it's, it's a, he syncs the video from a live performance of John Lennon singing that in Madison Square Garden, and, like, it's so good. It's so good. Wow. Right, right, right. It is. It is. So, yeah, and honestly, the more I hear this stuff, the more I'm like, man, how incredible would it be? Well, I might not even mention this idea on the air because I think Uh-oh. I'm going to steal it. Uh-uh. Just get him, man. Just get him. But, you, but Nick, Nick, you you sort of, you hinted to it last year, last week when you said, Umphreys, these guys would be like the best wedding band. But then like, Really, actually taking that concept, you know what I mean? Would be the best best wedding DJ. <laughs> no, being like being a band that plays this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how crazy that! Like if you got really good at it. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! You know what I mean? That could be. Yeah. That, that would be something. That's what I would want at my wedding. Hell like, yeah! I, like, I want the band that plays all the stuff that everyone knows, but not in the way they're used to hearing it. Dude, I can tell you haven't listened to Zonkey. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll get. I'll get on that. <laughs> For real. But yeah. It's yeah. But there you have it. Yeah, Another brilliant, and beautiful bangers and mashups. All. Oh, all hail DJ Cumberbun. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. The, the Messiah of mashup. Well done. The, bravo. The Baron mm-hmm. of bangers. <laughs> <laughs> the Baron of bangers and mashups. All right. Jerome. Well, all right, boys. All right. Um, what are we doing? So, I wanted to talk about an album that came out last year. Yeah, that's how on top of things I am. If you guys will recall, good. a while ago, this was uh, probably close to two years ago, because this was at the start of the pandemic. Um, okay. I stumbled upon a YouTube channel called Homeschooling that was hosted by this guy, guy Tom Bukovac. Okay. And I had a whole segment about Tom Bugaback. He's a Nashville guitar session wizard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a couple clips from his show. It's a, which is still ongoing. It's brilliant. You know, it's like 15 minutes of just guitar brilliance every single day, or just about. But when I brought that up, and again, this was close to two years ago, he had mentioned he had floated the fact that he had been in touch with Dean DeLeo. 
from Ooh, nice. Stone, Temp- Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to make an album together. And okay. then I was like, okay. oh, file that away. That'll be a really cool thing to listen to. Totally forgot about it. Sure. And then just randomly the other day, I was like, I wonder if that album ever came out. And I uh, looked it up on Spotify, and sure enough, September or October of last year came out. It's called Trip the Witch. Trip the Witch. And it's friggin' awesome. Nice. And I want to play the opening track. This is their single. This is Tom Buchbeck okay. and Dean DeLeo. And I'll talk about it a little bit, and we'll get into some other stuff. But this song is called Saturn, We Miss You. Okay. With This is the only track on it with voc- on the entire album with vocals. And the vocals are done oh, by okay. one Mr. John Anderson. Hit play. From Yes. Hit play. Oh, sick. Not too bad. I'm in. <laughs> You're in. I'm in. This is right up you guys' alley. Because it's so both of these guys, you can That's just tell like nice chords too. Oh my God. It's, oh yeah. They love, no, I love the it. 70s prog yeah. and jazz. So Dude, <laughs> D- Dean DeLeo is like a huge Alan Holdsworth fan. Yeah, man. Yeah. Great chords. Yeah, just you'll love it the most, man. You'll love it the most. Okay. No, it's 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 cool. And I do like uh uh John Anderson's voice. You know, it fits really Sometimes well in that song. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's there's a time and a place, but he's, so he's, he knows what he's doing. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Check this out. So again, this is a pandemic record, and throughout the entire production of this album, Tom Bukovac and Dean DeLeo were never in the same room together. They just shared tracks back and trading tracks. Yep. yep, and then had a couple session musicians come in and lay down the drums and I think bass and some keys and stuff like that. But they had basically the whole album done, and they had this one um, track, and somehow Dean had John Anderson's email, and he was just like, well, you know what, I'll reach out to him and see if he'd be, I'll share the track with him and see if he'd be interested in laying down some vocals on it. So he sent him an email, 
attached like the track. And the story goes, they didn't hear anything from for a few days. A few days went by with no response. And then one day I opened my email and he had sent it back with vocals and lyrics. Wow. So he had completely composed the entire melody and the lyrics all by on, on all on his own and just sent uh-huh. it back like finished like that. <laughs> wow. Like thanks, thanks, John. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> we, Can I get that as a wave? That's great. <laughs> Appreciate <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so man. No Dropbox. Oh, oh. Yeah, we'll right, send somebody over. Right, right. He just sends it as like a low quality MP3. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it on pigeon. <laughs> that'll do mm. that'll do boys so oh, that's great yeah really cool collaborative album and you know these both of these guys are fantastic guitar players but it's not like a, a shreddy collaborative album at all like it's not that at all it's very melodic it's very there's very few solos on it it's very lyrical um it's very progressive it's neat it's a really neat listen and I did something okay. today that, like, in retrospect, was kind of crazy for me. I was like, I got to have this on vinyl. I wonder if they did. I, I wonder if they did this on vinyl. And I went to, I just searched for it. And sure enough, they, they had released limited pressing. It was like 500 copies. So I went ahead and just bought one. And it was 30 bucks. And I was like, man, if I was in a store, I probably wouldn't pay $30 for a vinyl album unless I really right, wanted right. it. But I have it now, and I'm totally happy with it. So I don't know <laughs> what that says about e-commerce, but... It's great. Yeah, yeah nice. Reception nice, man. I, uh, I I pre-ordered the new Sleep Token album. So nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it, it's it's great. It's a great experience. Hope it comes know? with a mask. <laughs> I hope so. Do I? <laughs> Actually, I got the special limited edition with the mask. Cool. Sweet. Their, their, their drummer just became a uh, DW endorsee. Anyway, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. So I do want to. Uh, right. I do want to play one more track from that. If you guys are okay with that. Yes, yeah. and then uh, we'll wrap things up. But uh, this is the last. We played the first track. This is the last track okay. on it, and I just want to play because this is the one like really cool solo section. And this oh, is uh, do it, yeah, do it. this is uh, Tom Bukovac shredding. And uh, this was Dean DeLeo's quote about this. He said, uh, uh, "Dean DeLeo recalls the soaring." This is from their band bio thing that's on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, while Dean DeLeo recalls the soaring majestic solo that Bukovac added towards the end of Blacklight, the first half of his two-part closing epic, it was almost like I knew the notes and the phrasing that Tom was going to use before I even heard it, DeLeo says. But that's the thing about Tom. He plays what I wish I could play, and he always plays exactly what I want to hear. That's pretty mm, there you go. stellar wow. praise from him, a yeah, musician. No so check this out.
That's neat. So check that out. But it got me thinking about collaborative albums. Albums oh. that uh, two disparate artists, or maybe not mm-hmm. disparate, but at least, at least from stars in their own right, from different bands, whenever they okay. come together and make an album. Come together. They come together. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a couple in mind. Did you guys know that Omar Rodriguez Lopez and John Frusciante made an album together? Really? I, well, I've heard that. And, you know, Frusciante jumps, he's in um, Francis the Mute. He's, mm. He plays, he plays a lot right. on that. Right? That's right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Flea plays on the first Mars Volta album. Right, right. Like the whole thing. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, that's I have never heard their record together. It's interesting. It's, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm it's willing a, to bet that it's, it's a lot of yeah. noodling. It's a it's lot of noodling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's challenging, but it's not. Okay. It's not as melodic as say "Trip the Witch." I'll, I'll leave it at that. But it, it is okay. interesting. Two two really cool artists. Yeah. Um, sure. Nick brought this one up, and and I had this one on my list as well. Uh, uh, Mostaf and Talib Kweli are Black Star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, phenomenal record. Yes. Yeah. How about Robert Plant and Alison Krauss doing that Rais- yeah. Raising Sand album? That's mm-hmm. a pretty yep. big one. Uh, Coverdale and Page. And another one that was on my list was uh, David Byrne and Brian Eno doing My Life in the Bush mm-hmm. of Ghosts, which is a cool album from the eighties, early sampling and kind of found recordings uh, in a time mm-hmm. when no one was really doing that kind of thing. Did you guys have any Indeed. thoughts, like any great uh, collaborative albums that I didn't mention? Yeah, I had a thought or two. Sure. Nick, do you want to go? Or- I mean, the first one that came to mind was Silk Sonic. Oh, yes. Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Bruno Mars and... Anderson Beck. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's, you know, a lot of different jazz albums that could be thrown in the oh, yeah. totally, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But like most you know, jazz albums. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's why I'm not even gonna really bother. One thing one thing that was pretty collaborative and pretty great is um like uh the guitar trio that emerged with Paco de Lucia, Al oh, yeah. John Laughlin. Yeah, I had that album. Yeah. So if you never heard that, if you like guitar, I mean that's what is Friday that? night in San Francisco. The California guitar trio or something like that? Yeah. That, no, no, no. It's not California guitar, guitar trio. That's that's different. But the album is called Friday Night in San Francisco. That's the classic. Okay. Oh, so uh, maybe guitar was the California guitar trio like a re, revisiting of their previous work? Yeah, it's or something it's like a that? totally different group. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, obviously, they sound similar because it's three like incredible acoustic guitarists. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the one that I'm speaking of specifically is. Um, I guess their their actual album is called The Guitar Trio. That's it. That's gotcha. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some other. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. One that I love that Jay. I don't know if you'd be willing to pull up a little clip. Ooh, I can um, try. See if you can look up uh, Mad Villainy, the album with uh, MF Doom and Madlib. Oh Ooh. yeah, that's that's a classic. Okay, yeah. Um, what you want to hear? Uh, the second track, Accordion. Accordion, sure. <laughs> Gotta love a good accordion sample. The 
living off borrowed time, the clock tick faster. That'll be the hour they knock the slick blaster. Dick dastardly and muttly with sick laughter. A gunfight and they come to cut the mix master. I see E. Cole, nice to be old. Y2GST, twice to threefold. He sold scrolls, low and behold. Know who's the illest ever, like the greatest story told. Keep your glory gold and glitter for half, half of his name to take him out the picture. The other half is rich and it don't mean Feeling a mixture between both with a twist of liquor, chasing with more beer. Tasting like truth for dear when he at the mic, it's like the place get like, oh yeah. It's like they know what's about to happen. Just keep your eye out like I, I, Captain. I, I, Captain. still a fly guy clapping if nobody ain't hear it. That's a great one, man. Yeah, I did. That's a that's a really great record. Um, If you like hip hop and just cool production. Because I guess uh, I read about that one, and they were just like living in the same house, I guess. But MF Doom was in one room, and Mad Lib was in another room, and they didn't really talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like <laughs> MF, MF Doom and each other. M- yeah. MF, no, it wasn't even that. I, th- I think that they were just they were just each in their own world. It wasn't like I don't. I'm not talking to you because I don't like you. It's like I'm more, I'm not talking to anyone because I'm scribbling lyrics together and putting putting my words together. Meanwhile, yeah. Madlib is putting the beats together and then just like, boom, like. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's surprising that it doesn't happen more. Well, it's tough, you know, like when you have there, great musicians no. and great artists, you know, it, it, they don't always play well together. Or they might There's want to. There's also the shtick of it or, or the way that it's treated sometimes is like a shtick. It's not treated like a serious, like you rarely will see like a collab project get reviewed as like a oh right like album. It's not as a much as like artistic. as it being like oh this like side project that, right right that'll be an interesting experiment that we're gonna yeah, it's always an experiment seriously yeah right right, right. well but yeah I mean your point's well taken Nick I, I I hear what you're saying absolutely it's uh yeah it's unfortunate I, I think I, I th- actually I think Silk Sonic did a good job of making it its own thing yeah they did a great and it th- not being like job. this experiment right um they did a great job it helps if you yeah. use a different band name too you know and like mm-hmm. don't. Right. J- don't just make it two names together, you know. Yes. Well, and, and, and that's, again, you know, just circling back to Mad Villainy, that's what they did. They just called it Mad Villain. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. Nice. Well, that's all I got, guys. But uh, definitely check out that Trip the Witch album. That is right up you guys' alley. Thanks, homie. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what we're here for. You should check it out. We're here mm-hmm. every week. Absolutely and right. if the folks should want to get in touch with us to talk some more about this great mm. podcast or great music or talk about anything that they got in our minds. Greg, how would they get in touch with us? Well, they would go to youshouldcheckitout.com to That's find right. us online. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Nice. Find us on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well said, Mr. Uh, yeah, motion, motion to strike... The, the Twitter handle from the from the closing script. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do we, I have a second? Do I have a second? Anybody? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, somebody. I leave like, it for your, your your consideration. Some people. Like, I'll tell you what. I'll, like I'll, 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 I'll see what happens if I uh, if I share. Well, we what? haven't tweeted. Is the only thing, Jay, and we don't check it. So <laughs> well, that we could change thought. that. I yeah. would rather change that. This Go for it, man. Dude, nobody's. I don't want to be on Twitter. <laughs> I don't either. That's, right that's Greg's job. That's not our problem, all buddy. Right, all right, all right. He doesn't want to be on Twitter. 
Don't make him go. Come on, Twitter, Greg. Man. Like, get into the weeds. Like, that's say, fine. I'll, say I'll, something I'll, nasty I'll, about Donald Trump. That's Elon country now, dude. Oh, say there's something no, nasty no about Elon. There. Elon Musk. Get us. Get oh, us viral, buddy. Get <laughs> Kick us off. You should check it out once it's blue check. Here's eight bucks. You He'll jerk. drill a tunnel under your house and then drop a Tesla on your face. <laughs> Something like that. Let's uh, let's table the motion for now. Okay. Send All out right. a couple nasty tweets this week, Greg, and uh, okay. we'll let's revisit it next week. Let's not let's not create mm-hmm. the controversy. Okay. Motion to adjourn. Sounds good. <sighs> I'm not seconding in. <laughs> Greg, can I get a second? He's yawning. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I'm that's yawning. an implied second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The motion, motion is, adjourn, the motion is yeah, so fast. We'll see you guys here next week. Peace out, y'all. All right. See you. Later.